Hey everybody, this is Ricky Romero. Thanks for joining us in today's episode. We're actually replaying our webinar titled How to Get Prospective Student Contact Rates Over 75%. In this webinar, we're talking about the secrets and the processes we use to get anywhere from 75 to 85% contact rates using some of today's best unknown secrets and tips. So I hope you enjoy this webinar. If you actually want to see the visual portion of the webinar, you can go to inspirio.ai slash webinar, and you can register for the on-demand webinar there. Again, that's inspirio.ai slash webinar. Enjoy this episode. So we're super excited to share some secrets with you guys today to get the needle moving at your campuses. <clears throat> so first off, I want to talk about our processes. As you know, no process is perfect in the beginning, just like this bridge that you're seeing here. For those of you who have been in admissions for a long time, you know that the industry is constantly changing. So these processes that we are utilizing at this point in time, this is not something that we came up with just yesterday. You know, as the industry changes, so do we. So we are continuously optimizing our processes. And at this point in time, we have found the perfect fit that has been working for multiple campuses that we have been working with. <clears throat> so we're gonna get into the three secrets that we're going to be discussing today. The first one is gonna be how to set the right plan so prospects don't slip through the cracks then how to be everywhere without breaking the bank, which is very important to a lot of you. And then finally, how to multiply your efforts even while you sleep. So um, the first thing, <clears throat> keys to your contact plan. So one thing that I have to make sure that you guys understand is everything that we have been talking about is compliant with SEC state and accreditors okay but keep in mind for different states you guys have your own <clears throat> state rules also so you have to make sure that you are checking with your compliant offices to ensure that this is going to be acceptable within your state but a lot of the schools that we are working with everything that we do is compliant with SEC state and accreditors okay urgency and tenacity is so important when it comes to your advisors, because think about it, <clears throat> when you're talking about brand new prospects, they are online and they're researching multiple schools. So urgency and tenacity is gonna be super important. You know, the early bird gets the worm. So when you talk about contacting a lead between one to five minutes, you gotta make sure the minute that lead comes through hot, that at their excitement level, you have to make sure that you are always urgent in contacting those leads before, guess what? They go to another school and then you lose out. <clears throat> also, I wanted to add here that uh, some of the, the prospects you're going to be talking with are, they came over the internet. So they may actually be at their computer still when you reach out to them. So the quicker you can get back to them, it's possible that you can, re you know, actually catch up to them. Perfect. The newer the prospect, the more contact it takes. Now, a lot of advisors that we speak to, they feel as if they're harassing students, if they're calling them so much, you know, within the first couple of weeks. But keep in mind, the newer the prospect, the hotter they are, the more excited they are. So you're not harassing them if you're continuously contacting them, especially within the first 14 days. You have to keep in mind, people are always busy. So if you don't get in contact with them, that does not mean that they're ignoring you. You just gotta switch it up and try a different time. 
No contact doesn't mean that they're not interested. Going back to what I just said, you call somebody at 10 and then 12 o'clock and you don't get them, you throw it away and you say, oh my gosh, that means that they're not interested, wrong person. No, a lot of people are at work, so you have to play with the different times that you're actually contacting them. But you have to make sure that you stay consistent. <clears throat> now, reach your prospects where they are. Come on. Nowadays, everybody has a smartphone. So that means that they're going to have it with them at all times. So make sure that you're utilizing all of your resources. Contact them on their smartphone. If they're on Facebook, if they're on Instagram, if they're on Twitter, make sure that you are reaching your prospects exactly where they are. It also shows that you're a little cool that you know all of these different resources too. Stand out and build trust. Credibility is super important. Every time that you're talking with a prospect, you always want to make sure that you come off genuine. And there's so many schools out there that will call someone once and then you never hear from them again. But I've had so many students tell me over the years, you know what, thank you so much for not giving up on me. And that's because I did not give up on them until they told me, no, I am not interested or I called another school. So keep that in mind. And don't crowd, okay? We're going to go over a 365 contact plan with you where there will be some rest days for a reason. Because now if you're calling somebody consistently and that's all you're doing for eight to 10 days, now it starts to get a little strange. There's so many different ways of contact that you can actually utilize to get in contact with somebody. So switch it up. And a lot of our processes, they're super easy to follow and track. We are going to get into this a little later, but at the same time, keep in mind, you're talking to people, okay? Communication is super important, but the processes that we're gonna go over, they're absolutely easy. And you just have to keep in mind, be yourself, okay? People always respond to people, all right? So these processes are gonna be super easy. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Kathy. And so I wanted to go over some important facts that we have um, both tested ourselves and gotten the results we're about to share with you, but also we've confirmed them with other vendors out there that um, that are very heavily involved in contacting prospects. And so I wanted to ask you guys a question. How many calls do you think it takes to contact a prospect? You know, just, just call it out right now. What do you think it is? 10 calls, five calls. How many calls does it take to contact a process? I mean, a prospect. Well, we found in our research that, and it takes on average 17 calls to contact a prospect. Now, this is just the average. Sometimes it's the first call. Sometimes it's the 30th call. But I want you to put, put this frame of mind in your head that if you're only reaching out 15 times, and on average, it takes 17 times, then you need to increase your, your number of call attempts on, on people. So this is one number that I really want to sink in for you. Another um, thing that we've, I've done some research where I've taken my new inquiries and I have taken when did they apply versus how, you know, when did they first come in as a new inquiry? And I found on average, and this is across uh, multiple types of schools that it takes about 21 days for a new inquiry to actually be contacted, come in for an appointment and apply to your school. So if it takes 21 days and you're only reaching out to people for let's say two weeks, 
you're not doing a good service for them. And by the way, all those people you're not reaching, they're, they're missing out on what you can provide for them. Here's another really cool um, fact that I came up with. I did some research on of all new applicants for a particular term, how many of them came from new inquiries and how many of them came from old inquiries, old leads over two months um, and, and on. And 80% of your new students or new applicants come from new inquiries within a two month period. But 20% come from the older leads that you have. And if you stop working your older leads, you're missing out on 20%. That's a big piece of the pie that you could be missing out on. We purposely have a 365 day plan, but we actually contact leads that are far older than that. I've, I've contacted three year old leads. And the reason why you wanna contact people so far out, you know, maybe they, they didn't tell you this month that they're interested in going to school, but maybe they didn't go back to school and they didn't take that first step that, you know, that they need to take to change their life for the better and get a new career, training for a new career. So there's people out there that still haven't fulfilled their dream. They still haven't come into school. And when you contact them, you know, maybe they didn't inquire at that moment and they're not super hot, but they still need what you have. So it's, it's good to have a plan that reaches out so, so far away. Exactly. And one more thing to add to the 20%. Keep in mind, you may have some students who inquired the first time who were still in high school. And now a couple of months later, guess what? They've graduated and are ready to go to school. But then also, what about some of the students who are finishing off college or are ending semesters and now they want to transfer over to your school? So that 20% is huge. And there's so many different instances that's included where you have to go back and follow up because everyone has a different situation. So let me ask you another question. How many prospects per week do you think an admission advisor can handle? Just call out the number. What do you think it is? 50, 100? Well, that number is actually 25. If, you, if you're overseeing the lead distribution at, at your school and you give your, your admission advisors more than 25 leads per week, it could be more than they can handle. And what happens when you give them more than that, um, they start to not be able to reach out to all of the inquiries um, appropriately. So if you want, you know, seven, on average 17 calls on, a, on an inquiry before they actually are contacted and then you can, you know, bring them in for an appointment, um, and you give your admission advisors too many leads, it's, you're just going to miss so many people, they're going to fall through the crack. Now, if you're an on-campus school, that's about 25 leads a week. If you're an online school where you don't really see appointments that come in and all that stuff, um, you can probably handle more like 35 per week per advisor. So if you have an advisor that's getting 50 leads a week, you're actually doing your prospects a disservice because you cannot handle them appropriately. You know, we don't want people to fall through the cracks. That, that is a big um, uh, thing that, that we actually try to put in our contact strategy to, to make sure that they don't slip through. And there's some systems in place that we put that, that can help. And we're gonna go over all of those as well.
So I want to ask you this final question. How many calls per prospect do you make? Do you have the systems in place right now so that you're not letting some slip through the crack? All right, so Kathy, you're up. Yep, so now we're gonna talk about the plan, all right? So within the first 38, well, within the first 30 days, there are actually 38 contacts altogether. And when I say altogether, I'm talking about <clears throat> phone calls, text messages, emails, even video text messages, all different contacts altogether within the first 30 days, 38. So take into account, if Ricky said that the average amount of calls is 17, when you add everything else together in 30 days, you've estimated 38 contacts to one person, including everything that I just mentioned. <clears throat> so very important, you have to make sure that your messaging matches. So I'll give you a perfect example. If I leave you a voicemail and I'm talking to you about an event that's going on at the school and you inquired about, you know, a couple of our programs, then my text message should say, hey, just left you a voicemail. If you leave an email the next hour, your email should start off by, did you get my text message? Because it's very important that prospects understand that these are just not mass messages that's going on. You want to make sure that they feel as if they're individualized to them. Okay, so that's super important. Video text, putting a face to the name. This is one of the main ways to get people to respond because remember, they're getting text messages from all different types of companies. But think about it, this is a people industry. So the minute you get a video text from someone saying, hey, this is Kathy with Inspirio Institute, just putting a face to the name. Number one, you've already broken the ice. They've seen you as an actual person and they're way more excited to come see you because now they're like, oh wow, this is an actual person who I'm actually going to talk to whenever they set the appointment. Voicemail, you have to make sure that your voicemails are very concise and straight to the point. I've heard so many voicemails that's going through too much information when all it needs to say is, this is XYZ calling from this school, you requested information, let me know a good time for us to talk today so that I can get you the answers that you need and then leave your number twice. That's all it is, you know, less is more. Gifts, memes, and collages. I love using these because think about it. <clears throat> People relate more, especially to photos, <laughs> you know, pictures. We like to use pets a lot because come on, who doesn't like pets? And that breaks the ice a lot of times. Collages, I love using them because it paints the picture of where the person is right now and where they actually want to be. So you have someone who hates working at Target and wants to get into massage therapy. Then create a collage with the first half that has a picture of someone in Target looking stressed out. And then the second half is a happy person, you know, wearing their uniform in the massage um, clinic, you know, it paints the picture for the prospect and really gets them excited about wanting to talk to you. Yeah, and I want to show a couple examples of some of the gifts that we use or the memes. Awesome. So I don't know if you can see this, but there's, you know, um, <laughs> he's saying, where were you? I missed you at yesterday's appointment. So this is just one way to stand out. The, obviously, this is for setting appointments, but our, our example to you is throw something funny in there 
that will get their attention because they're, they're getting contacted by all types of people, but not a lot of people are doing um, funny things like this. Here's another one. Sometimes life is hard. So it really gets them to think about, you know, what's going on in their life right now and maybe they need a change in their life. Did I miss it? It's not too late to get started for the next term. Enrollment is ending soon. When are you free for a call today? Life and me. Sometimes life seems against you, but I'm not. I'm here to help you achieve your career goals. When do you want to visit the campus? So using things like that will really help you stand out. Absolutely. And this made you laugh. That means that your prospects are going to laugh also. <laughs> going to laugh also. And rest days are super important. So remember, you don't want to keep bombarding them with phone calls and emails and text messages every single day. There has to be different holes within your contact strategy where you give them a rest so that they can, oh, okay, finally. But then you hit them again a couple of days later, which I'm going to show you exactly how that works. <clears throat> and different message, message types. So we showed you the gifts, we showed you the, um, uh, the memes, but also breaking it up with talking about your school in some of the messages, talking about some of their, um, their motivations in some of the messages, talking about their career opportunities. Also, not just the type of message, but the time of day that you're reaching out to people. You want to have in your plan different times of day that you're reaching out to them. Like if they inquire at 10 a.m. and you're calling them at 3 p.m., it's more likely that they were available at 10 a.m., so you should the next day try to call them at 10 a.m., but def definitely mix up the, the times of days because they could be working or doing, have other obligations in their life. So now we're going to start talking about the plan. Keep in mind that this actually goes past 30 days. You want to continue to slowly water your prospects. After 30 days, that's the most aggressive that you're reaching out to prospects. But the rest of the year, you're still going to hit them at least once a month with some type of messaging because when we really think about what's going on in our prospects' lives every single day, you never want to just throw them to the wastelands just because 30 days is over. Two months later, they may see a message from you and go, you know what? This is the right time in my life right now for me to actually do this. Thank God they just didn't think, didn't forget about me. <clears throat> yeah, and another point here is you, you definitely don't want to be overbearing on them. Like if you're sending them a message that says, hey, this is the third time I tried to reach out to you and you're trying to be all snide like that, that that's really going to throw them off. They're so busy in their life that they're, most likely not purposely trying not to, you know, contact you back. It, it is not on purpose. So you have to respect that and, and don't be creepy. Don't say, hey, I just saw you on Facebook and, uh, you know, you didn't reach out to me. You got to avoid the creep factor. Exactly. So now we'll be talking about the 14-day plan. One thing that's very important to remember, especially on day one, this is something that I talk about all the time you receive a brand new lead you have to call that lead twice the two-time call method why is this super important because how many of you guys answer your phone when a brand new number comes through that you don't know exactly none of you 
A lot of times no one answers the phone, but if that same number calls you a second time right away, all of a sudden curiosity starts to take over. You're saying to yourself, you know what? This could be a friend or a family member that's trying to reach me from a different number because their phone is dead, they lost it or whatever, and what happens? You pick up. 90% of the time you do pick up the phone. So it works the same thing with your prospects. Call them back to back. It will increase the likelihood that they will pick up. But you don't leave a voice message the first time. You always leave a voice message the second time. And like we discussed before, very short, concise, and straight to the point. So on day one, you're calling twice. You're going to send them an email also. You can do that probably like an hour, hour and a half after. And then you send a text message. So all of your messaging is gonna be exactly the same the very first day. And it's talking about, you just reached out to us. I understand you were interested in one of our programs. I'm excited to help you. Let me know a good time for us to talk today so I can get you some answers. And then you have two more calls in the afternoon. So the first day you're hitting them four times with phone calls because you're hitting them when the lead first comes in and then at a totally different time <clears throat> in the afternoon. So you have your second and your third call. Day two, now you're going to give them one call. Then that's going to be your second email. You have a text and then you have another call. So that means that you're going to call them, let's say earlier in the day, you know, while they're getting ready for work. The earliest that a lot of people can call um, inquiries are at 8.30 to 9.30. They're getting dressed for work. They're up and going. A lot of times they may be commuting, so they're available to talk. So you can call them in the morning, send an email, another text message, but then in the afternoon, maybe around lunchtime or when they're leaving for the day, when they're available again, then you hit them again. Day three, you're only gonna have a call and a text message. So you realize that there's going to be no email on the third day because you already sent the email day one and two. Day four is just gonna be an email. And remember, as Ricky was saying earlier, these emails, you have to make sure that you switch them up, whether you're talking about your new facility or how long you've been in business or the top five reasons to become A. You wanna switch it up or send them like a video in the email of different events that's actually going on at your school. But then day five, now you're gonna call them again. Remember, you didn't call them yesterday. You just sent them the email, so it's a little bit of a rest, but now you're going to hit them with a phone call and then another email. <clears throat> and that email, you're going to make sure that you have another topic to discuss as far as the program that they originally inquired about. You're resting on day six, so you're not sending them anything. Remember what we were talking about before as far as bombarding them a little bit too much? Days one through five, you already sent out a lot of different messaging. So now you want to give them some room for it to actually digest. Now they're thinking, okay, let me see. You know, they're probably going back and reading the emails that they missed. So that's a perfect time where day seven, you come in and you call, email, and text them again. So you gave them a rest day. Now it's like, I'm back. Just reminding you, I'm still here. I know that you need this information. I totally understand. Life can be busy. These are the messagings that you're using, okay? I'm telling you what to say. I understand that life is super busy and there's not all the time that you're able to pursue your goals, but I'm still here. I'm not gonna give up on you. Those are the type of messaging that you want to send up. And then day eight, you have a call, an email, and a text again. 
but then you give them two days of breathers. So now you're letting them digest everything. Remember, this is a brand new leaf. Your first 14 days are the most important. 14 days for you to get these people on the phone because they're still hot. It's just that they haven't been able to get back to you because they have jobs and priorities. So you give them two days of breathers and then you come back in on day 11. And you have another call and an email and this email can be something like a testimonial from a graduate, which is really cool because a lot of your prospects, they want to know the end result. How many prospects call your school? And the first question is, hey, are you going to help me find a job? Remember, people are going to school, not to sit through classes. They're going to school to learn the skills so that they can work. You know, so that's a very good type of messaging for you to send on day 11, a testimonial from a graduate, the end result. And then day 12 and 13, you have a call and a text message. Keep in mind, you have to keep track of the times that you're calling your prospects. If you're calling somebody every day at 12 o'clock and they're not answering, duh, 12 o'clock is not a good time to call them. They're not available. So everybody does not take lunch at that time. Okay, a lot of things have changed. So if 12 doesn't work, call them at nine, call them at eight, call them at six o'clock switch up your times until you get them and then day 13 you have a call and text day 14 no contact okay that was just a taste but the first 14 days are the most important okay because they just inquired and if you have not gotten that prospect on the phone as yet and you give up you are doing them the disservice okay that is very important for you to remember <clears throat> Okay, we will be giving you this plan if you stay to the end, remember, but the first 14 days are the most vital. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. I, I really want to want to uh, talk about a couple things here. And if you're looking at this for first 14 days and saying, oh my goodness, what the heck, this is a lot of stuff. It's actually not that bad if you have some tools to help you do this and some of this can actually be automated so you don't even have to do it you can do it in your sleep and we're going to show you how to do that um, in later in this in this presentation but the other thing I want to mention here is that this contact strategy is is very heavy first week very heavy the second week but it's continually tapers down the the longer this inquiry has has been out there um, the colder they're going to get, and we also want to build in the 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 uh, rest rest days as well. But as you go throughout this calendar, you're going to see that it tapers down. So it's really aggressive in the first couple weeks. But I will also say this: that we hardly ever get anybody saying you're calling too much. Actually, I've never had anybody ever say you're calling too much. I've had people say, "Oh, I never inquired," or uh, that's not me or, you know, please don't call me again. I'm not interested, things like that. But I don't think I've ever heard anybody say you're calling too much. So this strategy we've refined over the, over the years, we've built in the rest days. We've, we've built in the different um, sequences here. And, and we found that this is getting us a really good contact, um, contact rate. So that's the other thing I wanted to mention here. Awesome. So uh, one more thing too is, you know, you see the calls, the emails and the texting, but there's actually some really cool other ways that you can 
contact people and be everywhere without breaking the bank, without being creepy. And um, so if this, if this be you, my budget be like, <laughs> then don't worry about it because we got some really cool tools here for you. So be everywhere. How can you be everywhere? Two time call method. You got to do that for sure. That's free. Phone calls. Voicemails. Those are free. Robocall. Now, I, I don't personally like to do robocalls. I like the, the actual advisor leaving messages and stuff like that. But if, you're, uh, if you have so many prospects in your database and you just want to send out, hey, we have an open house or, hey, we're having a, um, uh, a class start coming up and you want to use robocalling, you can do that. They can actually leave messages for you if the person's not picking up the, the thing. Uh, but there are some compliance stuff that you got to be careful of. Okay, so texting is the other strategy. Emailing is the other strategy. Social media direct messaging. I don't know if you're doing this, but this really does work. Let's say Robert Smith comes in as a prospect and you have been trying to contact him for 20 days. You still can't reach him. You've tried all different times of the day and everything. One way that you can do it is by actually looking him up on Facebook or Instagram or something like that, LinkedIn, and seeing if you can find him. And from your personal account or your work Facebook account, you can direct message him and say, hey, I've been trying to contact you. I was wondering if you want to set up a time to, to you know, come in and see the campus or whatever. We've actually had success with doing direct messaging on social media. Live chat. Having live chat on your website is instant contact because the person's on your website. They don't feel like calling. They don't feel like filling out the lead form. And you know what? They, they do feel like doing something passive, like doing, you know, a live chat and asking some questions. If you have your live chat script similar to your first call script, you can actually book an appointment right there on the, on the live chat. So that's one way. Direct mail, believe it or not, it still works. Why? Because it's not as heavily used as it once was. And when you send a direct mail postcard or a letter or something like that, they'll open it. I like doing postcards because they see my message right away. I don't have to open an envelope. And it does get them to call you back, especially if you're promoting an event or, you know, what else works really well? Handwritten notes to them because literally nobody is doing handwritten notes. And when you get one in the mail, you feel really special. Your referrals or your reference contacts. So let's say a, a, a student of yours or a graduate of yours gives you a name of somebody and you've been trying to reach out to that person and you can't get them. Well, go back to your referral, that student or that graduate and say, hey, can you contact you know, Jessica for me? That's another great way to do it. Or if you have agency contacts or community partners that refer these people to you, reach out to those people as well and see if they can get a, get a hold of them for you. Hosting events, whether you're bringing somebody internally to your campus, like an open house or a, I don't know, financial aid seminar or something like that, or you're doing external events, like you're in the community doing like, um, I don't know, a tulip festival or, or something and you have a booth out there, you may actually bump into your prospect at those events. So these are another great way to get in contact with your prospects. 
your community partners, uh, like your agencies or Boys and Girls Club, your high school guidance counselors, they can all help you get in contact with people. Student ambassadors is an amazing thing to do. That's where you have current students who are kind of like in the student government, but they're also an ambassador for you. You can use them as for testimonials. You can use them to give tours to your, your appointments that come in. You can use them to reach out to certain contacts that you have. Uh, there are certain compliance things that you got to watch out for, so just you know do that. But you can use them in different ways to help you get in contact with your prospect. Like maybe your student ambassador can say, have a video of themselves saying, "Hey, I love coming to school here. This is I'm taking evening classes. This is why it's beneficial to me." And there you go. You got a testimonial. You can text that out. You can email that out, etc. And the last one here is lead swapping. If you're not sure what a lead swap is, that's where you have a team that's big enough um, uh, where you can actually assign certain leads from rep A to rep B, and then rep B's leads go to rep A. So by doing a lead swap, you actually change the voice of the admissions advisor, and sometimes people respond to different voices. So doing that kind of practice is actually very helpful. Okay, so step number three, hopefully you like step number, or secret number two of being everywhere, but secret number three is how you can multiply your efforts even while you sleep. I love this method, especially when things are done easier for us and we can be, be everywhere much easier. So here are the three keys to multiplying your efforts. The first key is tracking and automation. And when I'm talking about tracking and automation, I'm talking about having your communication plan written out, having all of your emails written out, having all of your text messages written, having your voicemails scripted out. You want all of that done. That way your team can consistently, compliantly, and, um, and, and, and be accountable to all of the messaging, everything's written out to the, you know, have your marketing team do it or somebody who's really good at writing this kind of stuff, but have them write it out. That way it's easy to follow. Um, if, if you don't have a CRM, which is a contact, manage, contact relationship management tool, or an SIS, which is a student information system, if you don't have one of those kinds of systems to track all of your prospects and the statuses of them, then at least get a spreadsheet going. Don't keep paper copies of all of your prospects because you're not gonna take good notes. You're gonna lose them. They're gonna, they're gonna slip through the cracks. So at least have a spreadsheet at the minimum. That's budget, you know, you have zero dollars in your bank account. If you can, I totally recommend that you get a CRM such as Velocify, Lead Squared, um, copper CRM. There's a whole bunch of CRMs out there. Some are more expensive, some are less expensive, but most of them have terrific prospect tracking notes so you can see where they are in your admissions process. Most of them have integrations where you can make phone calls out of by just clicking the number and it'll call dial through your computer where you can text out of and all the text messages are recorded. So you can see all your outbound and inbound text messages that come and you can email them out of the system. If you have those tools, that definitely helps you multiply your efforts. 
Otherwise, you're doing everything manually. It takes a lot longer. But if you have things integrated into your uh, tracking and automation system, it's going to help you tremendously. The other thing with automation is you can schedule out your communication plan. So when I was talking earlier, how you have your text messages and your emails, you can actually schedule on day four, I want this email sent. On day five, I want this text message sent. And your system can do that for you. Your admission advisor never even has to worry about that. All they have to worry about is your CRM telling them, hey, reminder, you gotta make a phone call to Ed, Ed Smith. And so your advisor will call that, that contact. The other key is manpower. <clears throat> and when I'm talking about manpower, I'm talking about your actual admissions team, your advisors, your, your director of admissions, anybody who oversees admissions, they all can help out at reaching out to your contacts. Swapping the leads is very helpful because you're changing the voices, changing your time of day is also very helpful, but making sure that your admission advisors don't have too many leads, and if you have too many leads for one admission advisor, it's probably time to hire another one, okay? Other departments, I've actually had other departments reach out to some of our prospects as well, if it was compliant to do so. Some states don't allow that. But other departments, such as the campus president, they may reach out to some people and say, hey, this is the campus president, I'm just calling, see if you're interested in our school. Um, if, and, and in this particular case, the campus president was licensed to also be an agent. So again, just check for compliance stuff. And then ambassadors, they can do stuff for you, like your student ambassadors, your, uh, um, high school guidance counselors, other people who can talk on behalf of your school and say, hey, you need to reach out to that school. So that's your manpower. The, the third key to multiplying your efforts is having the right tools. And when I'm talking about tools, I'm talking about emailing and texting tools that you can do multiple emails at one time, such as Constant Contact or MailChimp, things like that. You want to have these tools in place because it's going to allow you to communicate to a broader uh, range of people. Let's say you're having an open house and your CRM doesn't automate open house emails. Having an email and a text blasting software to do that for you is going to save you a lot of time. You're going to be able to communicate to hundreds or thousands or however many prospects you have in your database. Dialers. These are things like clicking to dial a phone number. It, a lot of CRMs have this integration ability. Predictive dialer, that is actually where you have a whole set of phone numbers and this system will actually track when, um, how best to contact a prospect for you. And it'll actually tell you which prospects to contact first, which time of day to contact them, and it kind of does uh, some analytics to help you contact more people. It's a tool I've used before, um, but just a simple CRM can do if you do most of what we're talking about. And then local numbers. Actually dial, like let's say you have a uh, 917 area code phone number and the person that is inquiring with you has a 518 area code phone number. You can actually have a phone number that looks like their area code, a 518, even though that it's calling from your own campus. So there's some really cool features out there, especially if you're an online school and you're based out of, I don't know, Indiana, and you have people from California and Florida calling you, 
from their area codes, like 714 or 347, you can actually make it look like you're calling from their area code. It's, it's a really cool trick or hack to get people to trust the phone call. Uh, social media, you can direct message people. Also, there's this really cool thing called chatbotting, and it's an automated social media instant messaging uh, tool. And it'll actually go out and chat with people and try to get them engaged to contact you. And the last one is website live chat. If you don't have a live chat on your website, it's literally like 10 or 20 bucks a month. Uh, you're missing out on about two to 5% of your leads. And I remember installing live chat once and counting my, my leads for a given month. And the month after we increased two between two and 5% uh, every month after that point. So I, I knew instantly that live chat actually helped. And the reason why live chat is good is because some people do not want to commit to a phone call because they know it's gonna be you know, kind of a, a, a too big of a commitment for them. They also don't wanna fill out a leave form, some of them, because they know they're gonna be called and contacted and all that stuff. They don't wanna deal with that. But the live chat is extremely passive for them and they feel like they're you know, going to get their answers, questions answered. And like I said before, if you script it like your first call script, you can actually get them to commit to an appointment. So it's a really good tool to, to use. Okay. Actually, one more thing when it comes to that, when it comes to other departments, make sure that you get your departments involved because remember, growing the school is not only admissions, it's an entire school effort. And I've worked with schools where we were doing internal and external events and other departments actually got involved. They actually came with us to these events and you will be surprised how many of your instructors and people in different departments actually know students that are interested. So, you know, all you have to do is get with them and ask, hey, if any of you guys know anybody, a sister or neighbor, anyone that's interested, let us know. Your other departments are really good at bringing your school materials. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully at this time, you don't feel like this girl, a little bit overwhelmed. I know that we threw a lot of stuff at you at this moment, and there's a lot of stuff that we actually couldn't share with you just in, you know, in the sake of uh, managing your time on this webinar. There is a whole 365 day plan that we have that we've scripted out every email, every text, every voicemail. It's been sequenced so that there's rest days and all that stuff. If you want access to that, we can definitely talk. But we actually have this really cool course coming up. It's called the Eight Week Growth Intensive, specifically designed for career schools. So hopefully, do you guys mind if we talk about this real quick? Hopefully not. All right, cool. Kathy, would you mind uh, sharing Absolutely. more about it? Absolutely. So basically, if you are tired of seeing low enrollment rates, this is a course that you definitely need to attend. It's going to be eight weeks. And week one is going to be all about metrics and goals. Then we're going to go into lead generation and advertising one and two. Ricky's going to be giving you so many different types of examples when it comes to the best type of 
advertising. Section two is going to be week through five. Now we're going to get into contact strategies. So we are actually going to go through all of these <clears throat> tactics in detail. Admission script. Everyone knows that the script is super important. It's a guideline for your team to really learn how to communicate with prospects and get them through your doors. The point of the first call is to send appointment, nothing more. Week seven is all about streamlining your processes. I've been in that seat before where every single day it changes, okay? But like I was saying earlier, we have optimized this process. Streamlining your processes are gonna make less overwhelmed for you and stress and everything is going to be so much easier to manage and then boosting enrollments come on enrollments lead to starts starts lead to graduates retention also comes into play so we have all different tactics that you guys can use in order to retain your students as well so this is how it's going to work monday is going to be the live webinar and feedback so this is where we're going to be giving you all of the information there's going to be actionable tasks that you must complete. If you really wanna move the needle, you gotta make sure that you're completing these tasks and we will help you. We're gonna give you all of the worksheets, templates, scripts, and cheat sheets to use. And we are going to help you implement these processes at your campus. Thursday is going to be your opportunity to ask all the questions you need. So keep in mind, take notes during the um, actual class because on Thursday is your opportunity to shoot out all of those questions to us so that we can answer them for you. It's gonna be a training platform. So it's gonna include recordings and all of the resource downloads at your fingertips. So you can go back and watch at any time and you get your own hotline. So at any point in time, if you don't understand something or if you're having a hard time implementing something, you can contact Ricky and myself via email at any point in time and we will walk you through the process and help you. You cannot beat that. Now the estimated value, talk about that. So the eight-week training course, $2,000, when you're talking about live virtual training, that value is $2,000. Then you have the template scripts and resources valued at $2,500, live implementation support, $3,000, the training portals and recordings, $500, and the private access, that's actually valued at $1,000, plus all these extra bonuses that we're giving you. The overall value for this course is actually $11,000. However, we're not even charging you half of that. Okay, so this is a lot of information that we are giving you, plus all these bonuses. You're gonna get the script bundle. So you're gonna get the first call, appointment set, appointment show, interview and closing scripts, objection busters. This is what every advisor struggles with on the phone. How to actually take control when the prospect is trying to take control. So it's 30 plus objection handling responses. You get the 365 day contact plan. Okay, so you get the follow-up sequence templates for the calls, voicemails, email, and text. Add and landing pages examples. Come on. This is proven to give you results, and we've used this with so many schools who are basically exceeding your goals at this point in time. So with all these bonuses, guess what? Let's ask you this. If this course gets you one more student per month for the next year, would you think it would be worth it? Of course it would. If it can scale and streamline your admissions and marketing processes so you can grow to the next level, do you think it will be worth it? Who would say no? Predictably and consistently bringing new enrollments and acceptable conversion rates. So all you had to do was just toss some more money at advertising in order to grow. Do you think that this course would be worth it? Absolutely. Guess what? If you register now, 
it's only going to be $29.95 for two payments of $18.75. Remember, $11,000 value. This is nothing. And you could also have all of your admissions and marketing managers join, okay, at the cost of one. All you have to do is go to inspirio.ai slash growth and register. We hope that you were able to gain something through this webinar. Okay, we're super excited to see your school progress and we look forward to seeing you at that eight week training. Thank you all for attending. Goodbye everyone, thank you very much.